Good afternoon, sports fans. Today is Monday, May 13th. It's been a while since our last episode of The Fresh Take, but unfortunately, classes and exams get in the way, and I just got to get them done. But I'm back, finally back, And but there's not much NFL to talk about, so hey, the NBA has been interesting to watch. It's been a thriller so far. Might as well talk about that from the postseason to happening tomorrow is the draft lottery. So hey, let's just get right into it. Got to be aware of the inbounder here if you're Philly. It's off the Leonard, defended by Simmons. Is this the dagger? What an unreal shot by Kawhi Leonard. That was just absolutely insane. Bounced off the rims like four times, goes in the whole city, and all the fans of Toronto were just on the edge of their seats as that goes in. And the, just the heartbreak of 76ers fans everywhere was just absolutely incredible. And even for Joel Embiid, just watching that whole thing and then watching his reaction after the game, going into the tunnel, tearing up a little bit. No, that's kind of what sports is all about. No, there's winners and losers. And I guess it's kind of revenge. Toronto has the city of Chicago's back a little bit. You know, after the double doink by Cody Parkey, uh, the Chicago Bears legend, uh, against the Eagles in the playoffs, I guess this was a quadruple doink here if you're, I guess, uh, the wrong side of Philadelphia here. But again, for this episode, we're going to be talking about the NBA a lot and a lot about the playoffs. But man, what an incredible playoffs we're, we've been having. We've been absolutely blessed so far usually a lot of people don't watch the nba playoffs because everyone expects it golden state's gonna win it and it looks like they're gonna win it again but at least there's you know some fun happening i guess with you know portland and uh philadelphia toronto denver even like with the with the milwaukee bucks and what we saw with steph curry against the rockets i mean it's been an absolutely incredible postseason for the nba but let's dive a little bit more into it the first game yesterday was with, between portland and denver Portland won with an incredible performance by C.J. McCollum. was pretty much automatic in the fourth quarter. They won 100-96. to Damian Lillard cooled off a little bit, but he still had some very clutch shots. He did almost get a triple-double. He had 13 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists. Didn't shoot all that well, but hey, it's Damian Lillard. Uh, this guy that you don't expect to go cold in a game. He went 3-for-17, which is absolutely terrible, 17.6%. But, I mean, hey, what he did to uh, OKC was still absolutely amazing. That shot over Paul George, which, by the way, Paul George, that's not a bad shot. I know this is a few weeks ago. That's not a bad shot. It's Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard is like 6 for 12, or excuse me, 8 for 12, shooting from 30 feet away in the playoffs. That is not a bad shot. That's a bad shot for you, maybe. And that's a bad shot for everybody else. For Damian Lillard, that is money. Again, 8 out of 12 times, or excuse me, 8 out of the 12 times, yeah. So, this is absolutely amazing performance by Portland. And shout out to Jennifer, too, if you're if you're ever listening to this or whatever. But Jennifer, for tweeting at CJ saying, hey, get a playoff win. And CJ McCollum says, I'm trying, Jennifer, and, she, and they do it. So, I mean, Portland, hey, your real MVP is Jennifer. It's kind of tough for the Denver Nuggets, too, because they've been having a great year. Uh, they were the number two seed in the West and very close, been close to the Golden State Warriors all year. But the team, the year that they had with Gary Harris and uh, Nikola Jokic, uh, uh, Jamal Murray, those guys were absolutely amazing this year. 
And uh, it, was a t- it was a tough way to end, but the but there's bright side for the city of Denver. They have a good basketball team. They finally got some playoff experience for them as well. They should have a good year next year, and we'll see what they do in free agency. Maybe add a few more people since Paul Millsap is going to be a free agent. They should bring him back. He's been there for a while ever since uh, I believe he left. Uh, if you ever, I believe he also left uh, uh, Atlanta, and he's been a really solid uh, uh player for Denver now the other series was Philadelphia and Toronto and that was again like you just heard an amazing amazing game throughout uh amazing series really I mean Toronto won 92 to 90 and Kawhi Leonard man he's been having a great uh playoffs he's one of three players averaging 30 points and two of them are still active Kawhi obviously and Kevin Durant the other player was James Harden who got knocked out by the Golden State Warriors but Kawhi Leonard just having amazing playoffs 41 points last uh, uh, yesterday, including the, that game winner. I mean, really, I, in Toronto, and I remember a few months ago uh, with you Raptors fans, you were you were on you were ticked off with the Raptors organization trading Demar Derozan. Well, guess what? You're going to the Eastern Conference Finals now, and you have a good shot to beat Milwaukee. Now, I say good shot with quotation uh, marks around it. Because I don't think they're going to beat Milwaukee. I think Milwaukee is going to be too good for them. But your Toronto better be blessed to have Kawhi Leonard. He is a top two player in this league. The other player, the number, the other player, uh, number one player in the world is on the in the Western Conference right now. He's not LeBron James, that many people are thinking. But he, this one's actually in the playoffs, hurt unfortunately, and that's Kevin Durant. But Kawhi Leonard has been absolutely a monster in these playoffs so far. And I can't wait to watch that 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 matchup between Giannis Antetokounmpo and Kawhi Leonard is going to be money. That's that's going to be pretty much um everyday TV. As if that game is on, that's the that's uh make sure you reserve your time for that game cuz it's going to be that good with those two great players. I can't wait to watch it. It's going to be a very good matchup. And here's the thing, unfortunately for the for the Bucks though, or excuse me, for the Raptors the Bucs are just too good. They are just too good. Chris Middleton, Eric Bledsoe, Nikola Mirotic, uh, they have Malcolm Brogdon coming back. I mean, he did come back from injury, but now he's going to be more efficient with the offense. Brooke Lopez, another guy that stretches the four. Uh, I believe I just said Nikola Mirotic as well. This is, a, this is a team that is balanced from the top to bottom, and I can't wait to watch. Unfortunately, with the Raptors, though, I'm not really worried about – if you're the Bucs, you're not really worried about the Raptors because the, the Raptors – you stop Kawhi, you're all good. Uh, Pascal Siakam has been really well in these playoffs, and having a he's the most improved player in the NBA. But that's but Kyle Lowry very inconsistent in these playoffs so far. You're not really worried about that. The the Bucks, excuse me, have been absolutely amazing. I can't wait to watch, and they dismantled the Boston Celtics. They uh, destroyed the Detroit Pistons. I can't wait. For it. I think it's going to go into six. I don't think it's going to be a seven-game series, and I don't think Milwaukee is going to have the way with Kawhi in this series as often. But I think Milwaukee is going to win this series. I had the I had Milwaukee in six. Unfortunately, I had Philly in this um, in the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm glad uh, Kawhi and the Raptors got that got me wrong on that. I mean, I'm, I can't wait to see this matchup. But I think the Bucks win in six um, in the Western Conference. I think even though I just said Toronto and uh, Milwaukee with Giannis and uh, Ka- Kawhi's like must-see TV. I think must-see TV is going to be uh, Steph Curry and Damian Lillard going after it. I mean, simply because we you know I have this, this might be a good shot that 
Golden State gets upset since Kevin Durant is hurt. He is gonna be he's gonna miss game one against the Trailblazers. I think Portland's got to take advantage of this. I mean, Curry is hurt. He has one hand pretty much. Now, granted, he can still shoot with just one hand. We saw that against the Rockets. But you got to take advantage of him being him being a little banged up. Kevin Durant is out. The only healthy player, really, is Klay Thompson. And granted, yeah, Dray- Draymond Green is healthy. But come on, it's, Dr- it's Draymond Green. He's not really going to post a threat to you guys unless you want to lose a tantrum or something like that. But nonetheless of that, this is going to be a very entertaining se- Both series are going to be very entertaining. Simply because we're going to have a new new team representing the Eastern Conference and perhaps the Golden State Warriors and Damian Lillard are going to have a good matchup. And hey, even it's fun to watch too with Steph Curry and Seth Curry, the two Curry brothers going after it. It's going to be the first time I think in NBA history where brothers are finally going after it in the conference finals. So I think that's going to be an interesting one to watch. But no, we're going to go back to the the East for a little bit because we just talked about the Philadelphia 76ers on them losing to Toronto. And it's going to be a very interesting offseason for for the 76ers because, granted, they have Joel Embiid for a few more years. They're going to have Ben Simmons for a few more years as well due to their contracts. Jimmy Butler is a free agent. J.J. Reddick is a free agent. And Tobias Harris is a free agent. Now, they're going to lose at least one or two of those players. I feel like they'll keep J.J. I think J.J. has been an absolute stud for them. And when I mean stud, he's the only three-point shooter, consistent three-point shooter they have on that team. And they need three-point shooting, especially since Ben Simmons can't make a three. You have a better shot at making a three than he does in an NBA game. I have a better shot. My sister has a better shot. I mean, a three-year-old kid has a better shot making a three-pointer than Ben Simmons does. This is how atrocious he is from the three. I think he can improve on that, obviously. But he has not shown of that yet. So I can't really say much about that. But Joel Embiid, one of the best centers in the league, at least top three center in the NBA. Some could argue he is the best center in the league. But as of now, I mean, they might lose Tobias Harris. They might lose Jimmy Butler. I feel like for the best of the 76ers, it's, it's to keep, it is to keep Tobias Harris over Jimmy Butler simply because Tobias Harris is 26 years old. He's young, and the only reason why Tobias Harris. Some people, if you're listening, you might be like, "Who the hell is Tobias Harris?" Well, he's been a really good player. It's just for for unfortunately for him, he's been bounced around for seasons to season. I mean, Orlando, uh, Detroit. Uh, I'm trying to think of other teams with him too. Uh, the Clippers. I mean, he's been absolutely bounced around the league and if you're if you're if you're Philly you keep him simply because he can't play shooting or he can play small forward and power forward so that is one now set I mean Jimmy Butler is a guy that can play small forward as well but Jimmy Butler you know I mean people know about him he's kind of a hothead I mean you kind of saw that in Chicago a little bit we definitely saw that with uh, Minnesota and what happened up there so to me it's the best case to I think move on from Jimmy Butler don't have to worry about that as uh, as much. You can maybe go after someone in free agency, not, not a big name player, but at least someone in free agency that can replace Jimmy Butler. And um, now, and here's the thing too: there's been talks of Brett Brown being fired as the head coach, which I think is going to be the stupidest decision in basketball this year, besides the Los Angeles Lakers firing uh, Luke Walton. What? Uh, hiring Frank Vogel and Jason Kidd as their coaches. The, the Lakers are looking like a mess over there on the West Coast. But the Phillies can, uh, the the, Philly, the 76ers can join them as well if they fire Brett Brown. Because there's not many attractive uh, coaches out there. The only two were um, 
uh, actually the only one, they really, okay, maybe two, were Luke Wallen and the, the Kings got him, and Monty Williams, and he's going to the Suns. Other than that, there is no attractive coaches out there in the NBA. And, I mean, we saw, I mean, you, I mean, I saw it in the, uh, for the Chicago Bulls, they didn't go after anyone. They kept Jim Boylan, which I, people, I, a lot of people like, a lot of people don't. I'm in the middle on this because Jim Boylan, I don't think it's going to be a team that gets the Bulls over the, or a coach that's going to get the Bulls over the hump, but I feel like he can develop something with that chemistry with the Bulls. We saw Levine, we saw Markin, and we saw a lot of the players started to like him. At the beginning of the time of his campaign, no one really liked Jim Boylan because of how he was running the team. And he got thrown into a tough situation. And I don't think Fred Hoiberg got a really that big, that nice of a shot for the Bulls. But so he was kind of thrown into the situation. And it was kind of an awkward situation for, bo- for both sides, the Bulls and Jim Boylan. But once the season went on, you, the drama went away. The media started getting away too. And now it's been more like, hey, we they actually like this coach. So I'm, I'm kind of in the middle on it. But... I think the Bulls should have at least, at least looked into the coaching market like Luke Walton, which I would love to see him in Chicago, but unfortunately is not going to happen now. Eh, maybe we'll see later on. But again, I, we'll, we'll, we will have to see. But uh, because this whole situation happening with Luke Walton in Sacramento and his uh, his case. But again, I doubt it. It's the Bulls. We might give up on Jim Boylan after next year. We'll see. It's, it's the Chicago Bulls. You got to love them. But... For the uh, going back to, to the uh, the 76ers, it's going to be very interesting in what they do. And I've been heard talks that they, they could trade. I fans and those NBA so uh, so called experts are saying, oh, we'll trade Ben. They should trade Ben Simmons, which I think is the stupidest thing in the world. Not with next to firing Brett Brown. Because here's the thing: Ben Simmons is a really good player, and yes, he can't shoot. It's unfortunate. He needs to shoot, especially in today's league. But he's a really, really good point guard. He is a little bit like Magic Johnson. And if you guys don't know Magic Johnson, Magic Johnson struggled as well with the Los Angeles Lakers. A lot of people called him Tragic Johnson. Give Ben Simmons time. He is 22 years old. He is young. He will develop. He maybe not as the 76ers hoped and as quick as they hoped, but he will develop. He is really good. He will be fine. He's a good passer. He's a good inside scorer. And he with Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris, J.J. Reddick, they will be fine. 22 years old. There is no reason why they need to think of trading Ben Simmons. Other than that, this team is going to look good for many years. This team is going to make the playoffs for years to come. For them, it's going to be, can they get over this hump? Now, I I think in a few years, if they don't get over this hump and they keep getting eliminated in the second round, or even if they make the conference finals and they get booted out real quick, I think then maybe you have that DeMar DeRozan approach saying, okay, we have Ben Simmons. Is there a star out there that we can think about trading for? Because here's the thing. If you're the 76ers too, who's your backup point guard? You traded Markel Fultz, who's God knows could have been a huge bust and right now is looking like a bust even though he got traded to the Magic and maybe the Magic can find a way to revive his uh, his career. But who, who's your backup point guard? No, TJ McConnell, that's it? That's not a guy that's going to lead the 76ers. I hope not lead the 76ers to the playoffs or the finals. And he, if he does, holy crap, are we going to hear from it from the media and everything like that? And just 
just it would be us insane if that ever happens. There's no way they're going to bring in a Kyrie Irving or Kemba Walker or a Derrick Rose or anyone like that. Isaiah Thomas, even they they, they best to, is to keep Ben Simmons, let him develop for a few more years. If he is that bad player that people have been saying for that, oh, he he can't do much, he can't get us to win. Then maybe you can start thinking about it. But right now, that's even like maybe three, four years to think about. Because since he is 22, this guy is young. Give him some time. Now, another team that's going to be dysfunctional, going to have a really interesting uh, offseason, is the seven, or not, well, the 76ers, yeah. But the Boston Celtics. The Boston Celtics are going to be interesting. Because I've been telling my Boston Celtics friends and everything, and the fans saying, hey, Kyrie Irving is leaving. I've been saying this for at least a year, and they've been saying, no, he's not. Did, did you not watch the NBA playoffs last year? They went to the Eastern Conference Finals without Kyrie Irving. They, they'll be fine. Leave him alone. He, he's going to be. He's going to stay. He's going to stay. He's going to stay. Yeah, that is, that's a joke now. That is a joke. He is either leaving for New York or he's leaving for L.A. And my opinion, every day as it passes by, as we get closer to free agency, as we get closer to anything towards the uh, end of the season for the NBA, my bet is he is going to go with the Lakers. We saw it. He called LeBron and apologized with everything, saying, hey, I'm sorry about this. I know how you had to deal with the media. I know why, you, you, I mean, being the number the number one guy in a city is so hard. I didn't mean to do that. I, I think we got the wrong message and everything when I left Cleveland. And then a few a few hours later, LeBron put a rewind song by Fetty Wap, the pretty much rewind, I mean, the song title, Rewind, rewinding everything. And then... And then, uh, and then he asked Kyrie Irving. I mean, come on, I, I, LeBron is a guy that loves to throw cryptic keys out there and throw throw signs out there for everybody else. So, he, so I, I think Kyrie is gonna come is gonna go back to LeBron. They're the only two players to knock out the Warriors in the playoffs. They did it for the uh, uh, Cleveland Cavaliers when they were down three one in the NBA Finals. So I think, I think. He will go to the Lakers, which I think is weird. And in, in, in all opinion, that he, the two teams that Kyrie is, you know, talking about is about going to, or not talking about, but at least thinking about going to, is the Knicks and the in the Lakers, the two big markets in the NBA, the most media, most media attention, I should say, in all of in all the cities in in America. And he is absolutely terrible with the media. Imagine New York. If he wasn't winning in New York, if he went to New York, he would not love that attention. If he went to, I mean, he's going to LA now. Granted, he's going to be the second option now since LeBron's there. But if he went to, if he was, he might still get the attention there. Saying, "Hey, you're you're here. If you're not winning, not only are you screwed, LeBron's screwed as well, and there might be some issues going on between the Lakers' front office." And what not, which is already really, really bad, especially with Magic Johnson stepping down and you know what they're doing with their head coaching situation. But I mean, it should be interesting. But here's the thing: I think the Celtics, if Kyrie Irving leaves, they are in in a lot of trouble because Gordon they are stuck with Gordon Hayward's contract. No one is going to take that contract, especially. I mean, I understand the whole incident of Gordon Hayward and what happened, but he's been absolutely brutal this year. Maybe he can turn around in year uh, year three for them. But I doubt that's going to happen. He had a really bad season. Al Horford's a free agent. Now, I think he will stay in Boston, but that's not a guy that you know, you're going to rely on. To, hey, can you replace Kyrie's um, you know, 
points, go get those points for you and everything like that. I don't think that's going to happen, obviously. But J- Jason Tatum, Jason Tatum's a good player. I don't think he's great. I don't think he's been, he's, he hasn't shown he's the best player out of that draft class yet. Uh, right now, I think you know, if, you, if you, we want to be honest here, it's either Lowry Markkinen or um, Donovan Mitchell. And Don, I think Donovan Mitchell might have that beat a little bit. But Lowry Markkinen, I, I would take over Jason Tatum right now. Jason Tatum might be the third, and that's by like a wide margin between Markkinen and, and Jason Tatum. Jalen Brown is starting to come around a little bit, not as consistent, but starting to play a little better. Terry Rozier is a good point guard, but I mean, when Kyrie's hurt, and we saw in the playoffs last year, when Kyrie went down, Terry Rozier stepped up. But can that be for a whole season? Can he put a team on his back for a whole 82 games plus the playoffs and get the Celtics to the promise and do more than what he what Kyrie Irving can do? I don't think that can happen. I don't think one year, one lucky year is not going to say, oh, yeah, he, he, yeah he, he can definitely do it. But I think the... And with the thing with um, the uh, not the Clippers, the Celtics, the Celtics on their thing too is that they have a lot of B players. A lot of B. There is no star on that team, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Because I mean, I mean, it's fine because we've seen teams with a lot of stars lose. I mean, look at the 76ers. They have they have four stars on that team. Couldn't beat the Toronto. They couldn't beat a one star team with uh, the Toronto Raptors. But there, yeah, there is no stars on that team. I, I would not consider Jason Tatum a star. I would not just consider Jalen Brown, Al Horford, Gordon Hayward, Terry Rozier, uh, Marcus Morris, et cetera, et cetera. I would not consider them stars. I just think they're average players. They're not phenomenal. They're not good, but they're not bad. They're just decent players. And that's what Kyrie Irving was at. And I think with Kyrie Irving, your star, if he leaves, I feel like the Celtics could go in a downward down spiral. Now, depending on who they get in free agency, too, because let's just say they do trade for Anthony Davis. Depending on who they give up, could be interesting. And who they sign once Kyrie because they're gonna have a lot of money when Kyrie if Kyrie leaves who are they gonna sign so it's gonna be interesting what happens I do think Kyrie leaves I don't think Kyrie is gonna stay in Boston especially after getting embarrassed by the Milwaukee Bucks don't think he does it think he's gonna go back to LeBron in LA but let's go to the Milwaukee Bucks the Milwaukee Bucks have been absolutely phenomenal in this in these playoffs again Giannis unbelievable Chris Middleton unbelievable Eric Bledsoe has been absolutely phenomenal. He, you know, a lot of Celtics fans going, I mean, saying, oh, Eric Bledsoe, he won't do anything against us. And well, I mean, I guess Bledsoe's going to get the last laugh. He's going to the Eastern Conference Finals. They're the favorite to go to the finals, too, out of the East. So I guess he might get the last laugh and you know, he kind of you know, shut down your your star player, too. So I'm just saying, I'm just going to throw it out there. I know a lot of people, Celtics fans don't like Eric Bledsoe, but hey, he shut down your star player. So I can't, we can't say much there. But the Milwaukee, the Bucks, excuse me. I mean, Nikola uh, Mirachik, Brook Lopez. This is a really fun team. I think they're going to be the favorite. I think they are the favorite. I had them going to the finals. Um, I believe like halfway through the year, and uh, and I had them going to the finals in my NBA bracket once the NBA playoffs started. I have them going to the finals. I had them facing Philly. I'm glad Toronto won because I mean, Tor- Toronto deserves it. Kawhi Leonard for sure deserves it. Unfortunately, I see the run end there. I think the Bucks are too much for. Um, I think the Bucks are too much for the um, for the Raptors. So I, I, especially Giannis. And I, again, I'm gonna love that matchup, Giannis and Kawhi. That's gonna be an awesome matchup to watch. That's gonna be must see TV. I can't wait to watch it. But another thing I can't wait to watch is the, especially as a Bulls fan, is the draft lottery. 
The draft lottery is tomorrow at, I believe, 7.30 p.m. It's in Chicago, Illinois. So if you're in Chicago, maybe you want to take a look over there. I don't know where it's at. But, if, hey, if you're not even in Chicago or anything, it's on ESPN. You'll see it on the ESPN app or uh, anywhere. You know, if you decide to go to a bar, uh, stay at home, stay in your dorm, do some homework, it's going to be on the ESPN app. I'll be watching it. Uh, see where the Bulls land. Now, the top three, right now the top three projected picks are the the Knicks, the Suns, and the Cavaliers. Now, the Bulls are projected fourth, and this could be a very interesting situation for the Bulls because they need a they really really need a point guard. Chris Dunn is not their point guard of the future, unfortunately. They got their shooting guard, they got their small forward, they got their power forward, they got their center, but they don't have their point guard. And well, the only I don't say only good point because there's like at least two or three more, but the only like star point guard in this draft that everyone knows is John Morant. And while it sucks for the sucks for the Bulls because there's one team in front of them that really needs a point guard, and that's the Phoenix Suns. They desperately need a point guard, and John Morant seems like to be that their guy. Now, if the Bulls land somehow in this lottery in front of of the Suns, they will take John Morant as long as the Knicks, which I don't see happening because they have Dennis Smith Jr. That's that's another reason why I don't see Kyrie going to the Knicks and why I don't see the Knicks going after Kyrie because um, they they traded Christoph Porzingis, a star, a really, really good player, a star player, I would say, for a their future point guard on Dennis Smith Jr. But nonetheless, they, the Knicks have their point guard, the Cavs have their point guard, and Colin Sexton. You would, you, would, you would think these two teams, as much as the Knicks love point guards and everything, you would think that the that they would skip on John Moran, especially with Zion Williamson on the board. Zion Williamson is going to go number one overall. And if somehow the Bulls get number one overall, there's no way you take John Moran. There's no way. You take Zion. You take the once-in-a-generational type player every day of the week, every minute, every second, every hour, every day, every year, month, so on and so on and so on, millisecond. We can go on and on. There is no way the Bulls somehow get the number one pick in this draft. They better take Zion. And if they don't take Zion, we go to the United Center and we riot. There is no way that they pass on Zion if 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 they're the number one pick. Now still, if they have the number three and number two pick and Zion gets take number one, there is no way they pass on John Morant. There's, those are the two players that the Bulls should be heavily looking at in these uh, in the uh, in the draft. There's no one else. RJ, okay, he's he, he's he's nice. He's nice. I don't think he's phenomenal. I don't think Cam Reddish is phenomenal. I don't think Romeo Langford or Kobe White are phenomenal players. They're good. They're good, but I think there's better options that the Bulls can do. And if let's just say they are the number, they're the number four team. They're they got the fourth pick in the draft in this lottery. We look at it. Do they want to trade it? Do they, there's been talks of maybe they want to trade for Lonzo Ball. Well, let's just say the Lakers get a star player like Kyrie Irving or Kemba Walker. They don't need Lonzo. Let, let, let's be honest. They don't need Lonzo. Lonzo wants to go to a big market. Well, it happens to happen that Chicago is a big market uh, city. Now, I do think the, I do think um, if they're going to trade uh, the fourth pick, they're going to have to swap picks, meaning the Lakers are going to have to trade their 11th pick, the projected 11th pick to the Bulls, and then maybe, you know, uh, and perhaps even Chris Dunn has to go to the Lakers. We'll have to see on that, but maybe not. Because maybe the, maybe the Lakers or the maybe like yeah, we don't, we don't want Chris Dunn. You can trade him somewhere else. We will have to see. Now the the um, 
the 11th pick, trading back for the 11th pick is still not bad. Because if we look here, the 11th pick is projected to be to be Nazir Little from North Carolina, who is a good player, but there's also still other more players available in this draft. You might see Darius Garland fall, Jared Culver, Kobe White could fall. I doubt it, but these are some guys that, you know, um, take a look at Alexander White from Virginia Tech, a guy that possibly could get looked at. Um, or let's see here. Again, Romeo Langford is projected to go 17th to the, for some reason, Brooklyn Nets. So th there's some possibilities here that we can see uh, Tyler Hero from Kentucky projected to go later in the round. Um, this is the one. Now, here's the thing. I think the Lonzo Ball trade is the trade that's actually like the most realistic trade. The dream trade, I think, for the Bulls would be with the Pelicans. Now, the Pelicans are thinking about rebuilding, restarting this whole whole thing. Possibly could trade Anthony Davis. Don't know if they're going to trade Julius Randle because he, he is a young player. But Drew Holiday is a guy that they've said that is could be available on the market. I think the Bulls could jump on that because if the Bulls jump on that, they get their point guard. I mean, he was 25th in scoring. He was 9th in assists. He's a really good defender. Drew Holiday is a really good point guard. Now, if they want to trade for Drew Holiday, I mean, it makes sense for the Pelicans to do it because they would get the 4th and then the projected 7th round pick, which would be after, or not 7th round, 4th uh, and 7th overall pick, would be absolutely amazing for a rebuild. But... As that's if they want to trade and rest again restart this whole thing with Anthony Davis being traded, maybe Julius Randle. We got to see. It's, and it's got to be. It's got to be for the Bulls. Other stuff has to happen. And if other stuff happens for them, they could possibly fall in that direction and be like, "Hey, why not? Let's try." If if they're trading Anthony Davis, they're rebuilding. We'll try to go after Drew Holiday. Or if hey, if 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 the Lakers sign. If, if they sign a point guard, maybe we can go after Lonzo Ball or something like that. Now, I, I'd rather have Drew Holiday over, to be honest, John Morant and um, and uh, Lonzo Ball. That's my opinion, though. Drew Holiday, I think, it is, gonna be a, is, is a really good player in this league. He is 29, at least a decent amount of young guy. But, again, veteran leadership here for the Bulls. Good score, good passer, good defender. I think already right there, if that's the starting five of Holiday, Levine, Porter, Market, and Wendell Carter is going to be absolutely phenomenal to watch for the Bulls. But the only issue would be, you know, Drew Holiday is getting paid a lot. How would salary cap work and everything like that? Luckily, it's a soft cap league. You can be a little bit of, you can be a little um, expandable with that, with the luxury tax and and everything. But it would be fun. Now, here's the thing: if the Bulls do trade that that fourth pick, there's no way they get the seventh pick because I don't think the the buck or excuse me the pelicans would it be like oh yeah we'll give you seventh pick andrew holiday for the fourth pick i don't think that would happen might get a second round pick no the 37th uh pick in the draft but again that's that's a may that's a maybe and i i don't think that's a for sure thing for the uh excuse me for the uh for the bulls i, I think that's the dream trade for the bulls so it, it might be interesting but again there, there, there's there's uh other good talent in this draft. Kobe White, like I said, Jared Culver, D Darius Garland, who's a, who has been comparable to saying he's a really good three-point shooter. I was going to say Steph Curry, but I think Steph Curry in the draft is you know, kind of very hard to compare. I don't think Garland was that much. Carson Edwards, second round, uh, projected to go second round in the um, 
in the draft. He could probably be a guy. He's projected to go to the uh, – actually, he's projected to go to the Dallas Mavericks, which is a pick behind the Chicago Bulls. So we might – I don't know. It will be interesting. I would like to see Carson Edwards in Chicago, by the way. That would be that'd be good. Coming off the bench for the Bulls, maybe behind uh, Alonzo Ball or John Moran or a uh, or a uh, Drew Holiday. I would be very, very okay with that. But the NBA draft lottery is tomorrow. So it would be very interesting what happens. I can't wait for it. I mean, it's the it's. I mean, the Bulls can't wait for it, and the other remaining teams that didn't make the playoffs are remain are looking forward to it because I mean, we I mean we haven't done anything. We're just watching these good teams and everything like that uh, do well while we're just like, uh, yeah, what do we do here? But that's pretty much all we have for today uh, here on the Fresh Take. I mean, again, we took a long break. Classes are. Classes are been a, a real tough pain in the ass here. Uh, exams coming up, and unfortunately, unfortunately, uh, classes do have to come first, and everything like that. And uh, yeah, classes do have to come first, and you know, got to get those done. Exams, but we'll try to make it more of a more of a I want to say I don't want to say tradition, but maybe it is a tradition. We'll see. We'll see if we can make this every Monday or maybe Tuesday, Thursday, just at least twice or three times a week. For, for you guys but we talked about the nba today maybe the next episodes we'll talk a little bit more go into more depth of the nba as the playoffs go on maybe talk about the nba draft lottery results see what happens what what can what could possibly be made have some guests interviews well we'll see we'll leave up some s- surprises to you you just have to tune in right we're on spotify we're on the itunes app store our pod on the podcast so you can always tune into the, to that again the nba draft lottery is tomorrow may 14th it's in chicago so it's gonna be a very special night and again it's at 7 30 p.m tomorrow night may 14th on espn i'm gonna be watching it for sure i'm gonna be watching the class don't do it how i'm gonna do it make sure you go out somewhere or maybe stay at home with your team's apparel on watch with their dog maybe be with some friends i don't know i'm not responsible for your grades or anything like that so if you want to do what i'm going to do that's totally fine but yeah just don't blame me. I'm not responsible. Again, I'll play this back every single time. But other than that, to everyone else, good luck on the draft lottery. Hopefully, your team turns out pretty well. Actually, no, no. Screw your teams. No, I want the Bulls to just demolish your your hopes and dreams in this draft. Yeah, I want Zion and Ja. Yeah, screw you guys. Screw your teams. I hope you guys have fun watching the draft so you can have fun watching the Bulls be maybe good again. But no, yeah, screw your teams. I want Zion or Ja. Screw you guys. I don't want you guys getting a good pick. I want the Bulls up there. But in the, in the meantime, thank you for tuning in to The Fresh Take. I'm Greg Williams. Well, as you know about some more podcast episodes coming your way, you can check that out on my Twitter page at GregWilliams28. But in the meantime, enjoy the rest of your day and see you next time. Take the girl.
Bernard King and number 33, my man Kareem is the center of my stoning team. 